All of the podcasts here at the Sideshow Network are now with the touch of a button on your iPhone and iPad. With the new Sideshow Network app, tune into all your favorite podcasts here at the Sideshow Network. Go to iTunes App Store, search for Sideshow Network, and download our free app to stream all of your favorite Sideshow Network podcasts at any time you want. The top comedians in the world are at your fingertips with the Sideshow Network app for iPhone and iPad. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of Innovation Crush. Uh, my name is Chris Denson, and I have a really awesome special guest co-host today by the name of Cooper Bates. Cooper, you want to say hello to the people? Hello there, people. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm a little confused, Chris, because I hear there are six people in the audience, and then I hear there are nine million people in the audience. Well, any given day, any given day, yeah, never, <laughs> <laughs> you never. <laughs> You never know. Excellent. Well, hello to everybody who's out there. So thank you for having me here today, by the way. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And, and where can people find you, by the way? Like, do you have any social handles? Because oh, I won't yeah. go into your whole elaborate right. scheme of how you've taken over the world over the past. I appreciate that. X you know, amount of years. Because uh, this isn't my show. I'm a coach, <laughs> right? So, but no, I'm uh, cooperbatesphotography.com. Uh, hintmint.com and uh, Cooper B also uh, is my Twitter or my um, Instagram handle. So lots of interesting stuff there. Yeah, I'm, your Instagram is beautiful, by uh, the way. Thank you. I'm I'm saving the world. <laughs> so. so across from me, uh, in a beautiful white linen shirt, uh, is a na- man by the name of Dan Papalardo. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Perfect. Oh, good. I'm good. Uh, where does that name hail from? Where is Papalardo? What is what is that? Sicilian. Background? Ah, mm-hmm. nice. Um, so Dan's wearing a linen, white linen shirt, by the way. It's, it's very lovely. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about you and you work for you. Well, you founded a company called Troika, um, which I'm looking on Wikipedia now. It says Troika is a Russian word um, that kind of refers to three of a kind. Uh, is that sort of the theme of Troika? Just give us a little background on on, on the name. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it actually means three horses abreast. So it refers to uh, the old um, uh, Russian uh, chariots and that kind of things. But, but it refers to collaboration and uh, teamwork. Okay. And we actually founded the company with three partners. Aha. Uh-huh. You know, and we've, uh, the other two have moved on to do their, their thing right. uh, over the years. But uh, that spirit of collaboration and and teamwork is instrumental to the company. That's great. So I, just to kind of back up a little bit, to because naming a company is incredibly difficult, <laughs> right? Um, so how, did you? How, what was that exercise like? Did you guys, you know, were you just throwing, and what were some other iterations of names that you? Uh, I don't even want to go back. <laughs> now they're, they really sound terrible, but no, it is crazy. It's, you're, you know, you're trying to come up with something that really just captures the spirit of what you're after. And, uh, you know, time is of the essence at that point as well when you're sort of founding something yeah. you have to uh, start moving along make you know making cards and things like that but um we really just sat down together through a lot of ideas you know it was you know a bunch of creative guys just throwing throwing things around and uh the the sound of troika was i think what really stuck with us it's strong yeah it just sounded strong and yeah. confident and interesting and uh you know we really 
even today there are uh, a, a group of the senior team who I've worked with uh, long before we founded the company. So many of us have been working together almost 20 years. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and j- let's let's uh, let, let's talk about you for a second, right? What what is sort of the Dan Papalardo personal brand? Like, what is your what is your personal philosophy that you bring into Troika as a company, into a, a company culture? Um, what are the, some of the things that you believe in that you need to succeed? More a little, a little bit more philosophically than tac- tactically, but um, yeah, just along those lines. Uh, excellence. You know, if we're going to do something, we want to do the best we can. So right. for me, it's always, you know, I set a really high bar <laughs> for the team and uh, we all do for one another. Um, so when you enter that culture, it can be kind of intense if you yeah. come from outside of it. But we're all used to it. And, and that's kind of what drives us. Um, the passion for what we do, you know, just for me, it's, you know, I'm always, you know, I sort of fall head over heels with whatever I'm focusing on. And so there's always a deep focus and a sort of a, a, a depth of what we do that, that, that I, I, I sort of bring to the party for sure. That's great. So in ter- I mean, you, you talked a little bit about constantly raising the bar, right? When, you know, the show is the spirit of this is innovation. And obviously if you're leading a team and you're constantly raising the bar on what they, you know, what the output is on behalf of clients and things like that, where like, in terms of your operation, where do you raise that bar? Like, is it is it in the ideas? Is it in operations? Is it in you know coming to work on time? Like, what where like where do you see the that spirit? Yeah, no, it permeates everything. Uh, I mean, we have themes we use, elevation, things like that that we talk about cl- within the group, you know, and and do workshops around that. So it could be certainly on the individual level because I you know I really want a staff of uh, of people who are who are really psyched about what they're doing. They know they're building a career that, and that my, part of my job is to help f- facilitate that and help them fulfill those dreams that they have. So we're constantly talking about growth paths and where can you take opportunities to build skills and, you know, and develop. And so certainly that's on the internal. Um, and then with the work that we do, uh, you know, we question ourselves a lot. We look at the work, we, we challenge it. So things don't just, you know, it's not just, hey, that's a great idea. Let's go for it. It's uh, the we're very much about questioning. Is this really the best it can be? Right. Uh, so it's in the work and it's internal sort of philosophies for individuals. Yeah, there's a quote that says that uh, you only arrive to a solution when you stop thinking or like yeah. the solution you come to is where you stop thinking. Like, yeah. uh, but again, like ask the question again, yeah. you know, and again. Um, Dan, how do you set yourself your your company your 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 team or you? How do you guys set yourself apart from that? Sounds like my company, and I I don't tout ourselves as a uh, as an educational bar raising uh, company, for right. lack of a better way of putting it. So I like what you're saying, but can you be a little bit more specific? I always like specifics, really. Uh, well, we. 
I don't know if this is what you're asking, but we do literally workshops with the team where we bring them all, we'll bring, say, all the designers and producers into a room together and talk about how can we help one another be the best we can. So it might be, you know, you have designers talking about what they need from producers in order for them to get better at what they're doing. Right. Okay. That's cool. Mm -hmm. It reminds me, I was at a JPL one time. I did a tour with a friend of mine, Dan Goods. Yep. Who was on the show. Was he? Dan has been on the show. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> the other Dan. Not the other Dan, yeah. not you, Dan. <laughs> and uh, he took me into this uh, situation room. He said, okay. And he looked in there, and there were probably 50 computers, like desktops. And they all had a, a, a title on each computer top. Uh, one was landing. One, I mean, and so he said, when we go into this room and somebody says, okay, we're going to land the rover on the moon. What do we need to make that happen? And every single person who would have anything to do with any part of that journey would be in there sounding off on what the obstacles were and what they needed to do to remove those obstacles mm-hmm. right there in the room at the same time. And I thought that was really cool. So I like the, uh, the concept. Can I come over? <laughs> but, and, and I think we have an obligation, too, for the industry. I look at the, um, the industry that I, I work in and. You know, I feel like we're part of um, setting best practices. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we look at how can we be, how can we do a good job at what we're doing and do it the right way so that it's treating um, uh, our clients well, mm-hmm. but also the the whole, you know, our coworkers. There's a lot of freelancers in our mm-hmm. industry, and so how do we set the right uh, behaviors? So that it's a healthy <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, industry, and that we enjoy, you know, being in it. This is really interesting because, you know, a lot of companies and, uh, you know, I don't know if this is accurate, but it probably where they steer wrong is, is they're so focused on the output and not the process, right. you know, because right. at, at the end of the day, I love that you started off with it's human capital, right? You want to make sure these people are fulfilled mm-hmm. as individuals mm-hmm. before, yeah. while they're doing the work, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because it, because the minute there's a disconnect, mm-hmm. you're not going to get the same quality of yeah. output that you that you would hope for. And just kind of speaking of that, um, give us a little bit of background on Troika in terms of your areas of expertise and work and the types of clients you you work with. Sure. Uh, we're basically a brand consultancy and creative agency for entertainment media companies. So by that, I mean we're strategic. Uh, so we do a lot of positioning and branding work, uh, um, workshops, working with the um, chief marketing officers and the presidents of, of media companies to help them navigate the waters of today's media. And um, – um, but we're also a creative agency and production company, so we have uh, lots of designers and animators that uh, um, that make the product that we're doing. And so, and what we make is is uh, a brand communication. So that and packaging. So that could be uh, a campaign, right? Mm-hmm. So a you know marketing campaign. It could be the identity. So the logo, uh, the logo design, all the way through how that logo lives in across media so in all uh uh so so digital on air on television right in print things like that and then also the big packaging pieces so we're our claim to fame is packaging television network so uh you know i've uh packaged i've done i think 12 identities for abc (laughs) you know fox we've done seven you know we do you know a lot of major 
uh, television networks uh, and internationally and domestically. So we just finished a project recently for um, you know in France, and we do a lot of work up up in. Canada and down south. Wow. And how like how big is the team that's all, you know, how big is your team at this point? We're 48, 43 people or somewhere around there. But uh, we also have a lot of freelancers in that uh, who are producers or designers or animators or writers that come through. Uh, and so on a typical day, we're probably around 60 to 65, 70 uh, people, and we can balloon up uh, over that when we're That's great. when we're deep. Now, what uh, a lot of times when you talk to agencies, like you, it sounds like you've you guys are very specific, right? You, you, we're an entertainment marketing company where I think sort of in today's agency world, everybody tries to be everything. How important is it to be a specialist? A, and or a generalist because I think both have their place but you know what's the balance there and, and how do you guys navigate that I'm a big believer on specialization I, I've always wanted our company to be great at something that drives the decision we make so we came out of I came out of working with uh, 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 media brands that were mostly television networks or film companies, things like that, uh, uh, that involved animation and screens. Um, And uh, uh, that, you know, we started evolving from more of the design to the brands as as the competition started, you know, in media, as the competition, as these as uh, cable networks started to evolve in the 90s and there, there, there became a lot more competition. And so brands became, the branding part of it became more and more important over the years. Started here in the U.S. and then we did a lot of work over, overseas when the, um, uh, when the cable explosion happened then. Uh, and so we started focusing a lot on branding. And when I founded the company, we found the company uh, in two th- uh, 2001, um, you know, I, I had people, you know, in, the, in, in our team bringing other opportunities, other types of brands to uh, saying, hey, what, you know, there's a, uh, a potential client wants to work with us and do an identity or do something about building their brand. And, uh, uh, and it was sort of, it would be, you know, might fall outside of that zone of what I thought we were great at. And I would... I would say no. I would have to make those decisions and right. say, you know, if it, you know, I tell the team that if another company can do a better job at it, at this than us, they should do it. We right. want the projects that that the client is going to say, "Oh my god, who's your competition? Oh my god, I don't know anyone that does this quite like yeah. you." And and it's interesting because you know, a lot of people want to offer like let's say it was a social media thing, right? And not that you guys don't do that, but if it, Sometimes that's the foot in the door with, you know, some big brand or some big, you know, in-house. So like, oh, we want to – this is the – there's an opportunity cost and, like, you're freelancers or you, you bring in a specialist in that arena. Like, you know, is it – I mean, do you find that there's a the, – the value of being specialist outweighs the, you know, the opportunities that you may lose to develop relationships with – 
entities. No, we, I mean, we often have more business than we can handle because oh. of being very focused right. and specialized, that it actually generates opportunities. An amazing thing happened for us as well, which, I, I, you know, I, I attribute somewhat to luck in a way <laughs> right. that, you know, I, I remember, you know, we founded a company in 2001 that focused yeah. heavily on television, right? Yeah. And then somewhere around 2005, I remember waking up one morning and going, oh my God, is that dead? Is TV dead, right? <laughs> oh no, it wasn't a cold sweat, wake up. <laughs> well, it was one of those realities, yeah. right? Reality check of like, oh my, and there was, a, I mean, everyone was convinced that that world is over yep. because digital is going to take over. And and so I was like, okay, let's strategically think about how we're expanding and, you know, and how we're reaching a, a outside and opening up that um, target a bit for us. But an amazing thing happened a few years later where, again, I woke up one morning and went, holy shit, I just need to sit where I am because the world, in a way I look at it, the world is coming to us. Now there are tons of businesses, and these are right. big businesses. These are some of the biggest retailers in the world and the biggest media companies in the world, uh, digital companies in the world, who are now talking about being – um, content creators right. at the level of TV. So you even have net Netflix last week I literally know, right? came out and said, hey, we're a TV network, guys. So that word that became a scary word, right, that became a, de- you know, became a, a, you know, RIP, it was history, right, right. Uh, suddenly is now the center of a lot of stuff. And that's the universe we work in. So I was kind of fortunate that we were highly focused in an area that is booming. Yeah. Um, 2001, a marketing space odyssey. I I just wanted to say that. Sorry. Um, (laughs) But no. So in 2001, you found the agency. Why? You know, why not take the Dan Papillardo brand and go to, you know, uh, IDEO or a, another agency and just go and, and do that there and be who you are inside of a, an, or, an organization versus going through these nights of cold sweats of yeah, yeah, actually yeah. running a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I actually ran had a couple small companies, agencies early in the early 90s that I did with individual partners. So I, I kind of had a, you know, I had experience sort of having clients and running all that. And I, I made a decision. This was, um, this was in the mid nineties. Um, I got a phone call from what well, at the time was a, uh, one of the really major, um, media, uh, or, you know, design, design companies for media. It was called Pitter Sullivan, a uh, couple hundred people, international company. And, um, uh, and I remember, and you know, Billy Pittard offered me a job, and I remember making that decision at that point. Okay, I'm done. I'm tired of the, you know, worrying about the money and the clients and all that kind right. of stuff. I'm gonna throw throw all that away, and I'm gonna just immerse myself back into the design and back into to that. And and at Pittard, uh, that's where a lot of us met. A lot of the, f- the folks at Troika met, and. Um, uh, Did you guys meet get, in the basement at night and start yeah, plotting your... They, uh, no, no. What happened, <laughs> I mean, like you said, uh, this was in the ni- mid-90s. Right. Start looking towards the late 90s, and Pitter grew quite big. Um, and then that bubble happened. Right. Remember that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, they lost their shirt. So we basically, you know, the weekend that they closed... Right. Uh, 
we started, uh, we headed to Ikea, <laughs> filled up the car with furniture. <laughs> this is a great Ikea commercial now. <laughs> started, started screwing, you know, honest to God, this is the truth. No, and great. we moved into a, a facility, I rented a couple of rooms, and, and um, <laughs> thank God we were in business. I, I actually, it was middle of a project with ABC, big relaunch for their season. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we basically were in business the next Monday <laughs> on our own. And, and, and I had all these unemployed friends, very talented, and said, come on over, help us out. And that's how we started. That's great. Yeah, because it's always an interesting story. You know, even at that at that point in time, I think even when the economy tanked, there was a, st- a statistic that I think it was almost 25 percent of executives who had been laid off started a business of some yeah. sort. So um, it's glad to see, you know, that you've thrived since then and, and really grown into what you've grown into now. And continuing to thrive, actually. I like the the comment that you made a little bit a while back where you said you oftentimes have to turn inward and figure out how to stay fresh and how to stay innovative and how to stay ahead of the curve and on cutting edge. And it's funny because most of the time uh, people let their own businesses fail when they're in service for other people. For example, like my you always hear the story like the carpenter has the most dilapidated house. That, right. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I think that's really admirable. Um, if I could jump, I don't know where you're going, Chris, but it, you I made, don't either. So you know, that makes two of us. <laughs> <laughs> you made me curious, like, because you're so self-assured and rightly so. And, uh, are there any brands that are beyond your reach to help you think? I think there are a lot of brands that aren't right for us. Um, but I do think if they're right for us, they sh- they're, not, they're not at all out of our reach uh. um, in, in how we can help them. And right. I don't pretend to be everything right. to a client. Right. And I don't want to be. I, I right. think there's a lot of – I mean I, I actually think expertise is more important now than ever. Right. And so I do think that you're going to see more specialization across the board. As a matter of fact, one of the strategies I have going into it, we're moving into a new space. Um, uh, and it's 25,000 square foot space in, wow. you know, Jeez. I don't know, a few, few weeks, right? Yeah. We're currently 8,000. <laughs> so, <and>, Triple. <laughs> exactly. So, but part of the strategy of that is to bring in some other companies that are basically in there with us, right? So there's... Yeah. Um, a uh, couple interesting, like a research firm and mm-hmm. a uh, media strategy company, and uh, you know, I'm talking some digital uh, app developers and a really awesome podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but, they, but they, the whole idea is, I can't do all of that. Right. I don't want to try to do all of that. But I need those that smarts around us, and uh, I I need to bring it to our clients. So uh, it's like a collect. In my mind, it's a collective of really smart people who can help our clients. Right. Well, it's, it's funny that you say that because you know I read an article um, a couple of weeks ago just about the agency of record model, right? And how that the article talks about how it is a dying practice. And more what you're finding of is team of record, you know, where right. big companies like yeah. uh, GM or, you know, these yeah. giant companies are like, you're going to work with this person, you're going to work with that person, yeah. and, you know, you guys figure it out, but this is what we want to have at the end of the right. day. Um, it's, it's almost like you're building that ahead of time. In, right. in this instance, I mean, do you 
He's cutting edge. Right. Is that part of the, I mean, was that part of the influence? And and can you kind of speak on that whole agency of record model and, yeah. and how it's changed? Yeah. That wasn't really what was driving necessarily, right. but um, it's kind of interesting that that model is, is um, contrary to the world I live in because most of our clients are competitors. Most of our clients are pretty, I mean, I've worked literally with Fox, ABC, and the CW multiple, many, for, for multiple years, <laughs> right. working on their brand, working about how, you know, working with them on how do we move forward, what do we do strategically, things like that. So we're, um, and our clients understand that, they know that, they come to us for our, our special, you know, our, our understanding of the industry and understanding of their business. And so we have best practices to, to firewall uh, anything that mm-hmm. st- can uh, po- possibly be of, conflict and that just and that conflict is um could be strategically where the business is going but even just what they're thinking about you know what they're thinking about in terms of content or in terms of how how they're going to move their brand digitally forward and things like that so it's you know we live in almost the opposite world right it's it's interesting Uh, you know just um because I find again. I just I find like a lot of agencies try to be you know this three this three sixty model, right? And and not only that, like multiple verticals, you know. Mm-hmm. So that you may there's CPG, there's you know um, retail, there's music, and and it's kind of like we do. And, and those agencies see success as well. But I I really like the idea that you know there's you believe to the nth degree that there is this place for specialists and that, and I think that's really unique um, and valuable mm-hmm. so um, so I applaud you for that okay. <laughs> again just jumping in here again do you guys, you ever find yourself or do you guys ever barter your services for another company for you know just to keep that like you speak of community right yeah mm-hmm. and has that ever come up? Is that something that you uh, would- we share? We help one another mm-hmm. with business, so we'll engage and even create products that are that um, that we're both benefiting from. Um, uh, is that what you're? Yeah. Is that so where you're going yeah, at? So yeah. That, yeah. So you'll give brand advice, strategy mm-hmm. advice yeah, for yeah, yeah, something, yeah. That and that's certainly that cl- the the whole um, consortium kind of ideas about that is just help being around one another to help right. one another right. bring insight, knowledge, perspective, and then hopefully business to right. one another. Are you right. going right. to give this collective a name? Like, is it, will it be a branded collective? No, okay, no, I'm just no. curious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell me about this this what if video, right? Like, I mean, our show is called Innovation Crush. I, I see this video. I get goosebumps, you know, yeah. it kind of covers the the possibilities yeah. that are available in the marketplace for brands to engage. Yeah. Um, assuming, you know, uh, this, the audience is listening to this, um, kind of walk us through that video and and, and kind of your take on the, the content that, that you find in that, you know, was right. two minutes, or I guess yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we created that for... Uh, um, a panel that I did at uh, Promax, a convention, I think it was in June. And uh, on the panel was the head of marketing at the CW and uh, uh, the head of um, KCRW, so the general manager of the radio station KCRW. Both are clients that we're working with. And both of them, we were working with um, from the standpoint of 
helping them move from one reality to another reality, right? Mm. They were single-channel experiences in the past, KCRW being a radio station, CW being a TV station, and they're both uh, making great um, inroads in being a multi-channel transmedia brand experience kind of um, thing. And uh, so that was a kickoff video, and it it meant to um, instill that vision in the audience, right, that – um, that that moving a brand, a media brand forward today takes um, uh, uh, courage and vision to say, I, I have to let go of what I was and I need to reinvent what I am. And with that comes amazing possibilities, right? right. You, you know, you see it time and time again with the, you know, with Apple, you know, which yeah. was a made computers. I mean, look what they are now. You know, you, you see it with Red Bull, mm-hmm. right? They make a drink. And now, look, they're Jumping a media brand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, that, that w- I wanted to set up the spirit of the audience to be open-minded to the fact that it's pretty great. You know, the potentials for a brand today are pretty great mm-hmm. because of how media has exploded. But how do you, like, how do you get them to take the risk, though, right? There's only, the, the risk takers are few and far between. Is that right? Few and, yes. I always get that phrase mixed up. Far and few. few. Far and few, yeah. Got it, I got it. Um, but, you know, how, how do you as an agency, when you go in and you're like, hey, this is what we want to do, you know, how do you get them to get outside of that comfort zone and be convinced like, okay, yeah, well, we're on board. Let's do it. Well, I'd say that's the the art of it is finding the people who uh, have the courage. Um, I can't really talk and and I shouldn't talk anyone into taking more risk with their brand than they're comfortable with and that they want to do. So I'm looking for the clients who do want to move forward, who do want to make a difference. And, um, and then we'll have a great relation. Then I can be really helpful to them, right. and they're going to end up being really happy at the end of the day. And but uh, you know, I, uh, but also a lot of times I feel like we want the stuff that's never been done before. We want to do something that's never yeah. been seen before. And then you give that to them, like at least in, in an ideation sense, you know, in, in, a, in a pitch. And it's like, oh, okay, well, let's just you know, th- there's this tendency yeah. to revert back to yeah. the comfort zone. Like, how do you how do you handle that? Do you just go, okay, we'll give you what you want, or do you? Uh, you, do you give it the Hail Mary and like, look, we really, you, I'm telling you, <laughs> jump from space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, it's, that's, again, the art of what we do. I, right. I think you, you have to judge, you, you know, there are battles to fight and there are other battles not to fight. And True. I think you just try to understand what would be most helpful for this client. I mean, they could be very right that that's too much risk for them and that there's many reasons that they pull back. Right. Uh, there's lo- you know lots of interest happening in any one of these organizations and they're facing a massive amount of change in the industry. So uh, I'm sympathetic to their their <laughs> point of view. And so I you know there are but there are times when you say, "Oh, no, I know this person. <laughs> I know this is what they talk about and really believe in, but there's some th- obstacle. Let's help them understand what that obstacle is and see if we can help triangulate that. And right. so it, it's using that kind of thing. It's just being strategic and yeah. trying to be helpful and triangulating things and showing them different, you know, different ways to look at it. Um, and very, you know, anybody who's uh, in marketing and creative uh, industries know that, you know, 
those gems where you have a real a client really interested and willing to take those risks are rare, and you those are, and they're precious, right. yeah. <laughs> you know. And so you have to put up with a lot of stuff in between that. Yeah, um, but but, you, but, I, but in between time, I think you get. I mean, you get the case that I feel like when you can show someone, you know, the successes that you've had with risk taking, like it, it gives them that much more yes. of a comfort zone. Yeah, especially, sure. especially you as the yeah. Ex- yeah. expert yeah. in a particular you yeah. know craft in, in that game. Yeah. So you, Chris, you think that once a stick in the mud, you're not always a stick in the mud? No, I, I think I, I mean I think there's a spirit of reinvention that that's constant, you know, and that and that's also in today's marketplace necessary, right? Because if you if you don't, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. everybody's going to outdo you, and like we are in the I always joke and say it's like the ADD generation. Like ADD is okay because what had my attention today? I mean, you look right. at. Uh, it was Trayvon Martin, and then it was Miley Cyrus. <laughs> like those were those, those yeah, like back to back topics. You know, two complete, right. you know, two completely different types right. of impacts in the marketplace. Right. But people were like, "Oh, Miley Cyrus was turkey." Like we stopped marching about Trayvon Martin, or yeah. you know, and right. we lost our attention. But as a brand, like you have to cut through all that clutter, you know, and be relevant and do something that, like, how do you how do you make a lasting impact? Now, you know, um, and, and I'll throw that to you, Dan, because, you know, we're looking at a marketplace that is constantly in flux. You know, even uh, there was a marketing research firm that was on the show and super in-depth information. It was one of probably one of the best conversations we've had aside from this one. Um, but it, it one of the, the points that came up was by the time you do your research, the the, it, the world has changed exactly. By the time you put <laughs> yeah. out that information, yeah. like oh here's yeah, here's, yeah, here's yeah, kids wild. today, and then you're like, yeah. well that was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, like how do you how do you keep up? Keeping up, who? Uh, we just you just have to inundate yourself constantly, and you know what I do. What I focus on, even with the team, is. It, there's an aspect of this that's seeing the forest through the trees. We're in a culture of the shiny objects. And so certainly in media, we have that, right? What's the newest thing? Well, everyone needs to jump on and do this. There's an aspect of that marketing, but I'm so not interested in that. What right. I'm interested in knowing is where's this going? Right. Because that's how you're going to make a difference. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's trying to understand. So I spend time looking backwards. Like, how did radio become TV? And how did TV become <laughs> digital? And what what changed there? What changed business model-wise? What changed in terms of how people engaged right. with this? And, so, and, you know, that helps me see the forward a little bit. I have no idea exactly what's going to happen. But, but mm-hmm. I, I'm more worried about that part of it than I am about being sort of the shiny object of the moment yeah. and, and spending money there and paying attention to that. Well, at the end of the day, and I think it's something we can all relate to, is just it's how do you tell your story, right? Like, And you guys are storytellers at the, at the core. You're creating media, you're creating like this what-if video I think is still awesome. Um, but it is, you're helping this brand tell a story. Now, there's many different vehicles by which to do that and mm-hmm. extend it into, but there's going to be that core experience and then kind of tertiary, tangential experiences that interrelate, if you yeah. will. Yeah. Um, uh, what I was going to ask, I mean, this is, the show is called Innovation Crush. Um, just uh, what are some other trends that you see that you go, oh my gosh, either I wish I could have done that or, you know, this is... I'm really amazed at how this XYZ is taking off. Are there anything that you're personally crushing on? That's this was the one question that we were all most excited about. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no yeah. pressure. So. No, 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 no. It's all right. Well, I don't know if it's like us. Uh, it's the bigger things, the bigger trends that are fascinating to me. And I do see 
uh, I mean, I'm a branding guy, you know, so I think of of solving problems from, from that standpoint. And I see this ch- interesting shifts happening in, in, in the, that whole arena of, of, of how brands exist today and why they exist and even how advertising, you know, w- which was built on mass media, uh, disru- disruption, right? You're, you're there to watch something, right? On t- mostly on a television set and then a TV com- break com- comes in and that break interrupted what people really wanted uh, but it was worth a heck of a lot of money because there are a whole bunch of people sitting around watching a few channels, right? Over time, that's broadened out, and it's a broadening out more and more every day now. And so that value that was created for advertising is dim- is is dim- it's it's diminishing. I, I you know it, ha- it it is, and so now there needs to be new whole new ways of thinking about how to bring advertising to sure. consumers. And how to where to put the value on that, and so I, and that's where the roots of a lot of branding came from. Is that those thinking? And I think what we're starting to see is how brands are are really talking about being lifestyle, uh, um, something that you relate to and something that um, um, uh, attracts you, as opposed to uh, a, a thirty second story that's disrupting right. what you really are after. Yeah. And so. I find it. That's why I find things like Red Bull so fascinating. I think they're, you know, they're, some of their ad money is going to creating this platform, this brand platform that is bigger than their product, right. and it enables them to create these new types of engagements that attract a whole bunch of people. And that's their advertising. Yeah. And I see a lot of things moving that used to be these structures for marketing and brands and things like that that are moving into these new zones. And those are that's what's fa- that, that stuff's really fascinating to me. This idea of brand platforms multi-channel, I call it branding in the cracks. I don't, you know, I don't believe that the single storytelling spot campaign stuff, it's just one part of the story. I'm just as worried about what's that logo, how's that a logo come to life and what's the sound related to that? Right. And a teeny little thing when I boot up my <laughs> my page, right? As I am about the, all these other ancillary things or the other types of experiences that you're creating in social media and all the rest of it. Yeah. So it's it's a web it's a whole tapestry of experiences that we're orchestrating for brands that's really i mean it's interesting to say that because it's you look at a brand as even the minutiae right oh if, yeah <laughs> if you know I, I told this story on another show but you know when i walk into the monte carlo in las vegas there's a very distinct smell that's mm-hmm. there. And I like I Dead almost on. deliberately yeah. make a trip to go to the Monte Carlo yeah. because I'm like, I love the way it smells in there. And so much to the point I actually asked the management, like, yeah. what is that? And they finally told me. But that is part of the brand experience. Yeah. Not, forget about yeah. the horses that yeah. are outside and yeah. the way the, li- the, light, the lights are and what the logo looks like and the cursive yeah. script. Mm-hmm. It is the cleanliness. It's yeah. the security guard. Yep. It's everybody yeah. who's part of the, a yeah. piece of that brand. Yeah, that's where we're at now. And yeah. I think that's different than than what it was, you know, 30 years ago. Yeah, I think it's also just kind of like more people have access to the information as well about mm-hmm. the brands that they're engaging mm-hmm. that they're engaging with. Um, I want you to finish a phrase for me. Oh, can I get jump in there? Oh, right? oh, yes, yeah, sure, feel free. Dan. Then you can finish the yeah, phrase. Didn't <laughs> Through all this uh, this this conversation, can you tell me what are you most what do you love the most about what you do? Uh, I don't know. I find I find it all fascinating, and engaging. I I, don't, I hopped on. I don't know. It started really 
back when I was in college. I, I was this was before computers. And I remember seeing someone speak. It was from a company called Robert Abel many years ago. This was in the early '80s, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was a graphic design major, communication, visual guy. That's but, cool. But I was also like, um, I was interested in layers of communication. So I would also take classes over in the film department and take my projects and mix them together mm -hmm. so that it was more multimedia basically mm -hmm. is what I was after. And so when I had heard him speak and started hearing about me, you know, what, what was capable with computer graphics and the storytelling that was happening in, in, in Hollywood, basically, that's what brought me out here. Um, and I, I hopped on a moving train back then, and every it's been a constant change. The the mm -hmm. technology that 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 is the 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 tools that we use to communicate, and then the technology that's in the hands of the consumer or in the living rooms or whatever in the consumer yeah. has changed so much that that's what like it's 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 been a moving you know challenge forever for me. It's never right. you know it's never been stagnant, and so that. Uh, that uh, sort of, you know, prob like just problem solving. Like, okay, what's next? I get, yeah. I've always said if, a, if I know what the answer is of our project, I'm, it's so not me. It's so I'm not interested in that. <laughs> I like the ones where I go, oh, shit. <laughs> like those are, the ones that are, those are the ones that are intriguing to me. Yeah. Right, right. Nice. Very nice. Thank you. No, so, yeah, you have that penchant for creative problem solving. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, uh, ooh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. and that, that's when it gets, that's when it's and a fun challenge. And that's the juicy part of creative, and that's yeah. where really interesting, I think, yeah. where interesting yeah. things come from. Well, it's it's fine. My, yeah. A really interesting thought that just popped in my head is kind of like the Bruce Lee problem. When you know, when Bruce Lee would walk down the street, he would need like six or seven bodyguards because everybody would want to challenge him. Right? right? right. Like, oh my God! Yeah. It's yeah. like you know, it's and it's that it's that sort of gravitation to yeah. the challenge. You want yeah. to be the best, beat the best, whatever it is. Yeah. It's yeah. like that. You know, yeah. I want to overcome yeah. this challenge, and if yeah. I do it, then I will feel right. amazing. And then if everybody, if somebody gets through all of his bodyguards, then that yes. guy's worthy. Exactly. It's like a video game. We just created a video game. Um, okay, so now can I do my thing now? Are you you done? I'm you go, you all yeah, set? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm right, ready. You sure? I'm ready. Um, I'm uh, scared. Don't be. No, <laughs> it's not, it, trust me. Um, well, be scared. Whatever you choose. Finish this phrase, please. Innovation to me is every day. I, I think I, I, it's. I think you have to. I mean, we talked about this in the whole. I think was a theme <laughs> throughout this is just there's so much change that if you just if you don't if you stay the same if you do the same thing you're dead in the water like it it is about breaking those molds it is about rethinking things and you're using the fundamentals that were you know you're basing your your decision making on fundamentals but the paradigms are shifting. <laughs> the The challenges cannot be solved the old ways. You need to find new ways. So I, I just think that's a lifestyle at this point for anyone in our industry. You know, that's amazing. You say that it's it's. I mean, the fact that change is constant and you need to keep up with change is like you know it's like death and taxes <laughs> and yeah. change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, true. I, <laughs> you know, it's true today. Yeah, it's uh, very it's, true. It's, that would very make true. a good uh, name badge. What's that? Um, death, taxes, and change. No. Well, that too. <laughs> innovation is innovation to me is you should you should make a tapestry. I don't know if you, you're doing that already um, on your website, like where it's just one boiling it down to one word. Yes, all your innovation is answers. That's a good one. I never saw that one coming. One of my favorite ones was uh, pancakes. 
Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Carla Ballard. Nice. She said, uh, I, and uh, like I literally like we sat. It was like a you know a, it seemed like a long pause because I'm like what. <laughs> and but she, like to her point, she goes, yeah. you know, pancakes are probably like the plainest thing you can eat, yeah. but you can put anything on top of them. Like yeah. you know, you can put syrup, banana, strawberry, yeah. blue, like, yeah. and yeah. you can cut yeah. them yeah. up, yeah. And make yeah. them into shapes. Yeah. Like it's so it's taking something that, that's seemingly plain and continually, you know, based on the fundamentals, right? right? Based on the fundamentals. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I thank you for uh, coming here today. I don't know if you have any questions for us. I don't. I don't know if I have any answers, but I'll. I'll gladly listen to you, <laughs> but but you don't have to. No no pressure. Just yeah. Uh, no no no. I th- uh, what is this all about? <laughs> um, Innovation Crush as a as a whole, I, you know, and the and the whole organization that li- that lives within. So uh, you have a lot of people here all working diligently. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is. I mean, we're part of Sideshow Network, which uh-huh. is you know, there's sort of been this resurgence of podcasting, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's kind of coming back. Um, I, I left my place of employment a little while ago and I'm like, you know, had a conversation with these guys about something focused on marketing, right? And then from marketing, to me, marketing and innovation kind of go hand in hand. I think if you want to cut through the clutter and p- make a stamp in the, in the world, like you have to be innovative. You have to think of things differently. And so, um, and I think you can pull from so many different examples out there, right? Like you can pull from social innovation and what people are doing with cause-oriented marketing or from mm-hmm. Mints and what Cooper does with the tins that he, you know, he gets artists to do beautiful work on a, on a tin or what you do with media. And, it, and there are always things that you can borrow from and principles and like align your own dots, right? Make your own pancakes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, um, so we wanted to really get the information out there and also kind of dispel all the rumors like, um, Oh, all you have to do is, right? There's this tendency to op- right. oversimplify, like, oh, yeah. we'll just make a viral video. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. no, no, no. There's so much more that goes into yeah. that. You know, um, we just had a conversation about crowdfunding, and, yeah. you know, there's a lot of, you know, yeah. misconceptions about it. So just to, to have something that's realistic and, and, and fun and interesting that's out there for, for people to kind of pull from. Cool. I like and the I depth a- of, you know, that's what's great about it. There's so much uh, surface yeah. <laughs> communication nowadays. This gets deep, which is, which is exactly. interesting. Yeah. Uh, dumb question. How do you spell Troika? Troika. T R O I K A. Troika. Yeah. Troika. 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 Okay. You know, uh, another friend of mine said one day, he said, you know, it's funny, you know, back in the day when websites and blogs first came out, everybody tried to come up with the most innovative name imaginable because they wanted to be remembered. Right. So it'd be like, yeah, I am not going to no, no, no. And so, but nobody could understand what you said yeah. or how to spell it and how to find you. So then right. we, we came back to really simple and just. Well, I think it's still, ha- that's, I mean, not to meander here, but that, I think that's still happening, especially now when like all these tech companies and, and things that are being funded. I feel like the, this bubble right now is in the tech space where before, it was in the web space and yeah. I mean you yeah. look at Google or Yahoo like those names don't mean anything right. and that, that they right. did exactly what you're talking about like oh let's you know think yeah. outside of yeah. the yeah. No, but you look at any sort of investment portfolio and like what are the names of these companies right. <laughs> but uh, thank you again thank you, Dan. Dan this has been awesome um, everyone this has been another episode of Innovation Crush and uh, we will talk to you next time oh by the way before you guys hang up where uh, where can we find you Dan Troika uh, Dan at Troika dot TV okay any Twitter handles social handles all right all right well thank you guys and we will talk to you again next time bye
like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleisinger, Schleisinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny. And I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.